Kane. Welcome to Ronan Geek Official Podcast. We're on episode 23 now. Welcome to episode 23. Yeah, 23. So There's nothing, ex- nothing exciting to say about 23 until we hit 50. I think no, we got to come up with something. Well, obviously, it's a big number in the sports world. It is? We don't, much, we don't much talk about that, but it was the number of Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You that didn't was, know that? I don't know anything. Oh, about okay, sports, yeah, right? yeah. They retired it from the Chicago Bulls after he was gone. But... Sports is like super analog gaming. Yeah, well, we don't do a lot of sportsing on this uh, on this podcast. Yeah, so it's like I, the I, worst PvP you could ever play. Actually, when we were first putting the podcast together, and I was kind of seeking like guest hosts, I was actually posting up on like Kijiji, which is like the Canadian Craigslist. Look, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Not we're trying. We're trying beer that's like smoked beer. It's it's, it's not uh, great. Yeah, it's uh, here. I'll commiserate. Wait, ready? This is like. It's like bad smoked turkey in a beer. It, uh, yeah. It tastes like, well, I mean, it, do, it does taste like you're drinking a beer by, like, a campfire. But it's, like, heavy on the campfire. Yeah, a little yeah, bit too yeah, heavy. Very, very heavy. Like, you're sitting in the smoke. Yeah, <laughs> like you're trying to get out of the way. Yeah, you're like, yeah, come yeah. on. Like, yeah. yeah. What were we talking about just now? Sports. Oh, sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm over that, so. <laughs> so wherever that was going. Dude, FIFA 19 or something like it's that. It's gone. On fucking... Well, what's, what's actually sad is, like, if you look at, like, NPD rankings, like, each month, especially during the fall months, right, when all the sports games are coming out, like yeah. Madden and FIFA and stuff like that, that, yeah, Madden and FIFA are the top sellers. They're like NBA 2K, always a massive seller on the top ten list is, every time it drops. That is so bizarre to me. But like, I get it. Like, yeah. it's it, They're obviously made for a market. They do yeah. sell. Well, I used to play them back on, like, the classic systems. Yeah, like, uh, and that's fine. Mario Golf and baseball and, like, all the originals, like, that. those are the best. Thing. Yeah, no, it, and I'm not, I, I don't want to push out gamers who are just playing like sports games it's mm, fine mm. because when you like what you like um we are kind of quietly judging you though like if you're a gamer and all you play is sports games like <laughs> we're quietly well, judging. Just, actually though it's funny like for people like i remember back when i worked at gamestop in the states there was uh, all the people who would buy sports games were all of our regular customers people who would buy other stuff all year round but they had like the one like i have to have madden every year yeah but they wouldn't necessarily buy say like call of duty or assassin's creed every year but they would buy the good ones Right. Right. So yeah, it's just it's interesting. Kind of crosses over into a lot of worlds. Yeah, and I mean, I I do understand. I completely understand, like the the manager ones, mm-hmm. like where you're managing sports teams, so that you're actually yeah. playing the game. You're just like setting up your teams. Which is funny because the people who play the regular sports games would look at the manager games and be like, like "What the why, hell is that? Why that? would you even do this?" See, like I understand the manager games because it's 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 a management thing, right? Like I play things like Frostpunk, I and mean, it's not it's really like, that. It's much like strategy different. and like it's resource strategy. management. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. What yeah. It yeah. Is. yeah. And then figuring out what players we will need to do, but anyway, I, I'm bored of this topic already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna wait, we're gonna we're gonna quit doing the podcast and just develop Moneyball the game. So, Ugh, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of what those games are, though, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's fun stuff, man. It's fun stuff. But we're this might be the only time we're ever gonna talk about it. I should just put like those games in the title of the episode. And tag them just to see if it gets us more listens. Well, I was gonna say you should call it "Touch My Pikachu." It's <laughs> "Touch My Pikachu." I did. Yeah. I did touch your Pikachu. You did. Yeah. This is time we make, make some admittance here. Oh my god, I'm so mad at that game. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I kept remaking my my file. I had to go in and delete the save file like three times because what? I couldn't realize I didn't realize what I was doing wrong. So the first time I played, uh, I picked just the male character and I got the male Pikachu. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I was just like, okay, this character actually looks really stupid. I was like, all right, whatever. So I, I remade my game and I got made a female character because they look marginally better. Yeah. And then, so I started playing that one and I have the female Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, 
oh, okay, so, like, whatever gender you pick, you get that Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But then about, I got about to, just after Peter Jim, I was ready to blow my brains out, because uh, female Pikachu has a weird-ass tail. It's like a heart the heart, tail. The heart tail, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. This is really, really dumb. So, yeah, that's... And so, and this is actually again. a good segue for us. This is actually yeah. a good segue for us, because all the characters that you could be in the game yes. look like they come with, like, a set of Duplo blocks. They, they look like childs. Yeah. Like playthings. Yeah, yeah, they look like little toys. So, yeah, Which yeah. is fine, but not not in the way that, like, chibi characters do. No. Just, like, they look like actual dolls. Yeah, they look yeah. like, they're, they're odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, anyway, so, ended up finding out that Pikachu is actually random. Your Pokemon, starting Pokemon's randomly gen, uh, gendered. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, when your file starts, when you see them uh, jumping out of the TV at yeah. first, that's actually how you know what gender you're going to get. So you just happen to get Pokemon. a male with a male and then a female with a female. Yeah, so I did okay. a remake twice after that. Yeah. Because I had figured that out. And I got the I finally got the male Pikachu. Hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, done. Yeah, now we're not. And I was kind of <laughs> mad because I had I actually had a really good... I had a X, XL uh, Bulbasaur. Mm. Well, it was the Ivasaur actually at the time. Yeah. I deleted the file, so I was like, ugh. Yeah. Because like, not only did I have to find Bulbasaur, but I had to find one that was... XL. XL. Yeah. So now did I've got... Do the XL ones one. have like a higher defense stat? Um, XL ones have better stats. Yeah. In general, which doesn't make any sense, but apparently the, uh, XS ones, the small ones. Yeah. Um, also have some kind of boost to their stats. I'm assuming it's like an evasion, yeah. SP attack versus the, Well, uh, since we're getting into it, since we're getting into it then, so, yeah. so this is Alex Austin, and then we also have Rob here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, we're talking about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Edition, which is what he has, and I got the Eevee Edition. Yes. So, because yeah. we're going to trade off whatever Pokemon we don't have access right, to throughout right. the game. Oh, well, I need to do that, by the way. I got, I'm going to... Next next podcast, I'll have a graveler. Okay, cool. I need to get into a golem, so I'm going to trade it. And yeah, for sure. Swap it back. For sure. It. Yeah, and and I need to find out. Uh, I haven't found the place yet where you transfer via Bluetooth from your phone. Yeah. Oh, we should probably add each other on the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. actually, you do you add via the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the friend codes. The friend codes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then and then you can stalk me and what I'm playing from afar. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so matter. goofy that it even does that. Like, why can't we just look up player names? Yeah, at this know. point with Nintendo, like I don't think Nintendo realizes like most of the people who are buying these things are like adults anyway. It's like why are they trying to protect us from one yeah. another? Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah, no, I never really understood that that's because strange. yeah, that's and that's totally it too. Is like Pokemon franchise probably has like a younger generation, sure, mm-hmm. but the majority of people buying Switch mm-hmm. and getting the Pokemon game, yeah. Aren't even the Pokemon Go crowd. Yeah. So why they made the game tailored to Pokemon Go crowd? I, yeah, it's kind of yeah. A little bit above me, but they're reaching hard to try and get. I get it. In. Actually, one of the changes they made that's major to this game is uh, the Pokemon capturing system. So you don't battle them down right. anymore to get their health down. You actually just whip Pokeballs at them, just like Pokemon Go. Yeah. What do, what do you think about that? Okay, so at first I was really on the fence about because when yeah. I was talking, to you, I was like, eh, I don't know. But, like, I thought about it more, and, like, when it came to the wild combat anyway, it was just like, okay, I just need to not kill this Pokemon and mm-hmm. then whip a shit ton of balls at it. And, well, uh, what's the attack that you get that brings them down to 1 HP? Yeah, that's... For me, a, each game was just, like, a game of, attack. like, when do I get that attack? It was quick attack for me yeah. all the time. Because it was, like, a low power, high... Well, no, but there's, like, it's, is it fake out? No, there's there's one... There's yeah, okay, yeah, there's the one, sorry, yeah, there is one that brings you down to one. I don't one HP, what yeah. Is. For me, every Pokemon game is just about getting that TM Ability. and teaching it to all the Pokemon that I need to use it on. Yeah. And, 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 and then going out and recruiting all the other Pokemon doing that. Right. But it becomes almost like a game of, 
resource management to some extent because the battles take a lot longer when you're yes. just sort of nickel and diming the health down and you're using weaker Pokemon to do it sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, I, I kind of didn't realize how time consuming it yeah, was. Yeah, it was really tedious and really boring. And yeah. I mean, it, and if you weren't doing that, you're like, oh, well, I like the random fights. It's like, yeah, but the random fights were you just doing like one move mm-hmm. on Pokemon, just mm-hmm. constantly hitting that ability. Yeah. And, then, and then you'd kill something. Right. And you'd, and you'd either one punch Mana off the start because your Pokemon is <laughs> super overpowered. Right. Or you'd or you'd hit it a couple times with the same ability because you would only use that one ability. Yeah, and it's like okay, so at the end of the day, you still get experience for catching these Pokemon. in The new system is like this new system's better. But the it old system, is. you didn't get any experience, right? When you, you when you'd capture we, them. No, when you capture them, you didn't get any. You didn't get you'd any. Get, yeah, you get experience for just kicking the shit out of a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this, yeah, you get. Uh, in fact, you don't just get experience for your main party Pokemon. You get it for all six Pokemon. Yes. Uh, that you actually have. Everyone has XP share. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty cool. Right off the bat, you have XP share, uh, which is nice. They're leveling up right off the bat. So like yeah. I had like a, like a Bell Sprout. You have to prove that you have a Grass type Pokemon to get into the first gym. So he was like my my Grass Pokemon. That I don't I think it, does my version just not have Bell Sprout. It must not have Bell Sprout because I've not seen one. Oh really? I got a good one for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got I've got shit tons of Oddish though. Yeah, I do need an so Oddish. Oddish. That's that. I think I don't have Oddish. Oh, so you so you probably have Bell Sprout and I have Oddish. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so, we'll so I, I definitely don't have Oddish in mine. Okay. So, yeah, we got to get in on that, and then uh, yeah, the game overall, like I'm liking it. It is just like, almost just like Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, though. Yeah, I mean that's essentially what it is. It's the old map, meticulously redesigned mm-hmm. uh, to be pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, um, it's very nice. Like, I it's like a really it. nice looking map. It's yeah. not like it's a port, so it doesn't feel like they just like cheaped out. Yeah, no, they like actually went through and mm. recreated it. Overall, I think it's just it's it is at first a bit weird but i think it is a better design the only thing i am a bit skeptical on is what happens when i start running out of ways to generate cash and then like how do i buy pokemon ball like pokeballs to catch pokemon that that's true and and to level up like how yeah do I grind? because you can only battle each trainer on the on the roots you can yeah, only battle once. them once and then i've seen like trainer or what are they called coaches the or coach, trainers training coaches, yeah. yeah yeah they're they're popping up along the routes now yeah, like so i can battle them but can you can you battle them multiple times uh not that i know of okay uh but i don't know yeah um i'm wondering if maybe you get money for doing just like player versus player stuff maybe hmm. i don't know it's I, a good like, question. I don't know it's a good question though yeah uh so like i'm wondering like when you got close to the end game then how do you generate cash to buy things yeah because you'll need to buy the most expensive pokeballs at that point to get to, get to capture them, yeah. yeah. And then, like, earlier I ran into a Beedrill. He was in the forest. And, yeah. uh, and and I spent quite a while trying to capture him because I thought I was doing a good job, which I wasn't, like, burning yeah. through resources. Right. But I think I ended up throwing, like, 12 Pokeballs at him until I realized, like, oh, my God, like, that's, like, 1,200 in in-game cash that I just don't have to spend right now. Yeah, and, and, that's, the, and that's the other thing, too, that uh, worries me about the game is that the game runs on, like, a taxation system, right? So, like, in order to catch a Pokemon... You have a let's call it a twelve percent chance. This yeah. is not an accurate number. I'm just using this yeah, as an yeah. example. So you have a twelve percent chance to catch the Pokemon. You throw the Pokeball, and let's just say you miss or you hit, but it doesn't capture. It doesn't matter which. You've now spent a Pokeball. When you spend a Pokeball, your general chance of catching that Pokemon goes, goes up. down. Oh, it goes, no, up. goes up. Because because that's the idea. It starts low, but the more you use, the more tax you pay. So stat wise, you actually have a better chance. Nine or ten Pokeballs in. Yes. Yeah, even yeah. if it's minuscule. Yeah. So, okay. Hmm. And or, I would at least, guess, or at least that's the way it seems. I, I, would guess, yeah. I would guess that that's more marginal, the higher level the Pokemon is that you're trying to capture. Probably. Which they, they really only demonstrate via the uh, green, yellow, orange, red 
yeah. circle system, similar to Pokemon Go, where it's like the little circle that closes in the yep. Pokemon to show you where to throw the Pokeball. Which, I mean, the capture system I think is good. It's yeah. like it's just it's a new iteration on an old game. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But my my like I said, my only thing is like I want to be able to keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. So who am I going to be able to fight mm-hmm. once I beat the Elite Four? Yeah, because like before it was I could fight Wild. Well, the, the master the the master what is it called? The master trainers you have to fight. So there's going to be one trainer that you can encounter with one of each Pokemon. And these master trainer battles, you have to battle, say, your best Bulbasaur against their best Bulbasaur. Your best Venusaur against their oh, best really? Venusaur, right? Okay. And then, But it's just a one-on-one battle. And that's how you earn like these master trainer badges throughout the yeah. game. Uh, so there's like a whole sort of other game waiting after it's all done. Yeah. And then you also have to power up all the way to defeat like uh, Blue, Red, and Yellow. Who are those extra oh, trainers? So those three actually in the game. Yeah, because I've ro- walked in a blue. You meet blue after. Yeah, you meet blue pretty quick. Yeah, and then uh, but red I've heard is like the most powerful yeah, character in the game to fight. So well, he's supposed to be like an iteration on Ash, right? Yeah, and he has the whole original lineup. So. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So oh, um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, little mode in case people didn't realize it. Uh, What's did you that? Play co-op yet? No, I didn't play co-op. Yeah, co-ops in the game. What? Yeah, like single system. Yeah. We gotta try it. That's extremely uh, actually, cool. Yeah, what is it? Whenever you go into a fight, you get two Pokemon, so each person gets one Pokemon. What? That is so cool. The first two in the lineup, yeah. Well, that's great. It's so again, this is another way that they're sort of catching those new players into the game, especially kids, right? Because then it's like, oh, but I'm trying to play the game, but my little brother wants on. Oh, here's just hand him a controller, and now he gets to play as a Pokemon in the fight. That's yeah, extremely take, cool. Check, check this out. We're yeah. gonna do a live demonstration here. Yeah. So watch, being a dick. Shut up, Pikachu. Pet that Pikachu. Pet him. Love him. So here, so this one's now registered as player two. Watch this. I shake. Oh shit! What? Who's yeah. that guy? It's the uh, just the op- opposite version of the uh, of your character. So You're playing a male. So this little this little guy just zipped in then, and then. Yeah. Um, so whenever I go into a fight now, so if I'm playing here, right? Like he doesn't do anything. Like, he can just fall probably just screen. zip in. No. Once he gets so like, off screen. Once you go and find a fight, and then what'll happen is even if you're doing a catch. Yeah. It'll be both characters trying to catch the pokemon so he doesn't do anything. yeah so if i go into this okay it's gonna have wait for it oh two that's crazy yeah but, so two pokeballs have popped up on the screen that looks just like pokemon yeah. go but they're just side by side so if you get into a fight then it's the first two pokemon in your thing and yeah. you fight and it's kind of it's kind of, i think it's kind of cheap because it's so cool you team up on a character that you're fighting yeah which is nice in the sense, like, if you're having a hard time, yeah. you get up front and help you out. Well, it's but. clear that the game isn't meant to be hard yet. In fact, the hardest no. battle I've encountered was actually one of the training coach battles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he had, he had a powerful hard. something or another. I burned through a couple of Pokemon. But other than that, I've just used Quick Attack with Eevee the whole time and just dominated everything. So. Yeah. 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 But he also got picked up Double Kick, which is a fighting Pokemon attack. Yep. And I was I able to get too. through the initial gym with that. So Yeah, Pikachu gets Double Kick and, uh, and Quick Attack. Yeah, yeah, quick attack useful too. Yeah. So does your Eevee get all of the other EV elemental abilities? Because it doesn't evolve, right? But it does though eventually, doesn't it? It gets I like I don't know. I hope so. Because otherwise, I, otherwise you get kind of gypped. Yeah, I know. I actually I do feel kind of gypped because like I learned before the game came out that the the Eevee you get initially doesn't evolve, which is fine. I can catch other Eevees, but then I realized, yeah, I don't know like if, if he is going to get the other abilities. Yeah, just teach him payday and call him Posh Eevee. <laughs> just generate, generate you money as you fight. That's that, the only actually, way. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. He's the most powerful money. one in the game. So I'm actually gonna probably give my Pikachu uh, uh, payday just to get more money. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. payday every time, man. Payday every time. Because you have it, right? You fought the. I think you fight a 
a trainer on your way into Mount Moon. It, did you get a TM? You get a TM, yeah. yeah. Yeah, then I got it. Yeah. So, yep. So, overall, yeah, I do like uh, Pokemon Let's Go so far. Uh, obviously, it's still pretty early on, but little little things like that actually kind of make it worthwhile to me. I think that's extremely cool, the co-op function. So, mm-hmm. that's yeah. neat. That's neat. They haven't done that before. So, okay, I wonder if you could do... It must just be single system co-op, or if you do like across two systems. I think it's just single system. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because it's just your profile that you're aiding. So. Yeah, so you yeah, just yeah. shake, you just shake the controller to get rid of the person. You shake the controller again. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So other than that, uh, let's see, Pokemon Let's Go. All I've been playing is Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, kind of late to the party. It's a really good game. Yeah, very, I, I, very gotta, I gotta play it still, but yeah, it's uh, it looks good. It's not like the the most uh, I would say like in-depth game I've played recently by no, any, yeah. by a long shot because, you know, right before this I was playing, like, Final Fantasy XV and Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. and it's not it's not really on the scale of those in terms of detail and what you can do in the game. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Spider-Man game. Yeah, it's, it's still just a straight-up Spider-Man game. There are some RPG elements to it, but they're very light. Yeah. Very light. RPG so there's light. So it's basically just... It's the kind of upgrade system where, like, eventually you will get all the upgrades. It's yeah. just about how you choose to it. It's like, uh, what's it? Oh, my God. Uh, the second game was Second Son. What's it called? Infamous. Man, for, for what it is, it is a tight game. It is a really, really solid game. The swinging feels as good or better than it did in Spider-Man 2, which is kind of the watermark on the series up until now. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's been good, man. It's been really, really good so far. The um, Yeah, the fighting is a little bit imbalanced would be my one sort of complaint. Like, you could have, like, uh, like an area full of, like, you know, 15, like, snipers and yeah. guys with guns. And you can take them out with relative ease. But then if they have, like, two heavies on the screen along with them, those guys will freaking destroy you. Because, like, you have to, like, web them up before you can attack them. And as you're webbing one up, the other one will hit you. So it's just, like, it's just constant. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, so there's a little bit of imbalance there. Like, Spider-Man really shouldn't have a problem with two heavies, I feel like. Yeah. So, anyway. So it's getting better, though, as I go along. Some unlocking new web attacks that just sort of happen on their own. And it's getting easier to disarm people and, and also web people up. But... Yeah, the game is very, very good. Enemy-wise, it starts off... Spoiler alert here, if people don't want to hear. Uh, it starts off with, like, Kingpin. Yeah, okay. I've seen the Shocker. Uh, and that's it so far. Really? I'm, like, almost 40% in. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I've seen other characters, like uh, Norman Osborn. I've seen him. Yeah. He's, like, the mayor of the town in the game. Yeah. And then J. Jonah Jameson, you don't see him. But he's actually... He's doing, like... A, like a Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones style radio show where he's talking about Spider Man. That's hilarious. And every every episode he tries to trash Spider Man, but then the eyewitness he gets talks about like how much they love Spider Man. Yeah. And then the shtick is always like, Oh, who the hell put you on the show? Somebody's getting fired. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's really goofy. But uh yeah, the game the game's really good so far. And I unlock the uh some of the costumes too. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson, like in an Alex Jones. It's such a perfect uh, like Infowars. Yeah, it's such a perfect it's exactly what it is. It's such a perfect thing. That's fine. Uh, to segue into. It's such a modern sort of thing, <laughs> That's right? It's actually so good. Yeah. It's all and he, oh, there was su- there was an episode earlier that I heard when I was swinging around and it really reminded it was such a commentary on like Trump and kind of uh, the nature of politics in the U.S. right now. It was such a good commentary uh, on that, the way that he was positioning himself as like, I'm your only hope for the city kind of thing. Just keep yeah. listening to me. So it's, uh, yeah, that's, it was good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. yeah. So it's a real smart game. Yeah. It's a real smart game. I'm pretty impressed with some of the side missions. Uh, so spoiler alert again. So you should probably skip over this whole Spider-Man, yeah, portion, Spider-Man portion if you haven't portion. played it yet. But uh, there's actually sections you play as Mary Jane. And uh, so, I heard Miles Morales as well. I have not gotten to that part yet, but that yeah. sounds amazing. So, yeah. But yeah, Mary Jane, I played as a portion with her, and it was like a puzzle. 
like a yeah. puzzle sort yeah. of. Yeah, they're like stealth uh, and puzzle. Stealth puzzles uh, yeah. for the, both those characters. From what yeah, I, I was pretty impressed. It was cool. It was very, very cool. And I think uh, when it gets near the end of the game, I think they hint that uh, Miles Morales is going to be a bigger character in the next one. Because he yeah. actually gets his powers, I think. By It'd be great if Miles Morales was just a bigger character overall. Well, I was hoping that I was hoping that we would get uh, pretty much this game, but co-op, where one person plays Miles, the other one plays as Peter. Right. So That'd Peter's mentoring nice. him, kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, I think in the future we might see Sony Studios actually using Miles Morales for Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker, because now Peter Parker's his continuity has kind of moved into the MCU. Did you not see the trailer for the new movie? Well, the animated one, yeah, yeah I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they say, really that are. That looks really good. They're leaning hard into Miles Morales in the trailer and yeah. and and Spider Gwen. So hopefully, uh, that's what mm-hmm. we see in the live action films in the future. So, yeah, yeah, it would be it would be a good step for Sony to take. I feel like after Venom and everything they've kind of been through with the Spider Man property. Man, that was so. a painful movie to watch. Venom. Yeah. Do you you saw that it actually beat out uh, several Marvel films, right? Recent Marvel films. Really? It beat out Guardians two, and then it beat out. See, I'm not sure if that's because Thor people... Ragnarok. But I don't think that that's because the movie is good. I think that's because it's Venom. And Venom carries so much weight. Yeah, and, totally. And But, like, it wasn't a Venom movie, though. But it outperformed movies like Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy in foreign markets. So, because he's more of a well-known character in, like, Europe and Asia. Yeah, but, like, oh, man, it just... It wasn't a Venom movie, though. Yeah, I know. I know. It's... Like, Venom was in it, but it wasn't Venom as we know it. Right. Right. It was just like it was an alternate universe. It was like an it was like an anti hero venom. Yeah, yeah. It was like it wasn't not... a, it wasn't a villain venom, certainly. No, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. yeah. And the uh, the symbiote was kinda of lame the way they did that, but Yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. Like it was like it was like a like I've said before, it was like a shitty version of upgrade. Yeah. But if you want to know more, just listen to episode nineteen of Verona Geek Official Podcast where yeah. we do the Venom review and spoiler cast. I think I, think I was I wasn't really impressed with it during the spoiler cast either, wasn't it? No, no, we, we, we didn't pan it, but basically we just said like you know, ultimately, like this, this is a film that doesn't let the viewer infer anything. Yeah. So it basically tells you everything that's happening without just showing it to you. Yeah. Right. So, because what films are able to do, because they're films, is show you a thing, and then you can infer what's happening based on the thing you're seeing. So yeah. in this, there's literally moments in the film where they stop for an exposition dump to tell you everything that's going on. Yeah. Because you're too stupid to understand. Oh god, it was so annoying. You're just too stupid. Oh, you know, what was as a, a viewer, <laughs> you know, it was actually a great movie. I just watched. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Was it good? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Who's on it? Who's in it? Uh, like Liam Neeson, James Franco. Okay. Uh, a whole bunch okay. of names. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the musical films, right? Uh, it's, uh, well, no, it has music in it. Well, not, that's what I meant. It's, yeah, not, like, a mu- it's not musical. It's, it's, um, it's musically related. It's, it's an anthology. Yeah, it's yeah. a Coen Brothers film. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like, like Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the first of the anthologies. Mm-hmm. Then the next one is... Uh, James Franco's little thing, which is like uh, a bank robbery. Yeah. Uh, the one after that is Master Orator. Oh, I love which is, anthology films. Which is um, done b- with Liam Neeson. Okay. And uh, and and Liam Neeson and the guy who plays what's it? Is, is, what's his name? Uh, in Harry Potter, it's the it's the fat kid that like in like the first. Well, what's it? The Dudleys or whatever. Oh yeah, kid. yeah, his cousin. Yeah, his yeah, cousin. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. him, but he's got like no arms or legs. That's. Kind of freaky. He's like, a, he's like an orator. That's like kind he, of like, freaky. Tell stories. Or yeah, like, yeah. But like yeah. in the western, in a western kind of. So bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I gotta see that now. If it's on Netflix, it's good. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, speaking of Harry Potter, another film on Netflix. I just caught uh, Fantastic Beasts on Netflix. So the yeah, actually, one just dropped on there. So yeah, I actually yeah. watched that. Yeah, it's a good flick. So yeah, I was, yeah. I was glad it dropped on there so I could see it again. Uh, I gotta see the new Harry Potter movie before it leaves. It looks good. It's it looks real good. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the reviews have been somewhat positive, dude. I, I think they really hit the nail on the head in, in Fantastic Beasts with like the visual effects. Oh yeah, it's a gorgeous freaking movie. 
Like it's too I, bad that they still have they've still kind of not done spellcasting the way that's done like in the books. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's a minor. Variety. It's so rapid fire the way they do it. In, yeah. In, in well, they make the it more flashy. Right? But um, yeah, I think if they did like the DC films with the same quality as they're doing like these Harry Potter films, the Fantastic Beast films. They'd be so much better off. Well, the problem with the DC films is has not it's not even necessarily like um, visual fidelity or quality. It's it's that they've like got all of this technical stuff down. It's the story. Yeah. It's just the story is so dry. Yeah. They don't pull from stuff that they already have, which they should do. Yeah. Which it's it's I don't get it because it's such a disconnect, right? Because they have so they do such a good job visually mm-hmm. on these DC movies. Yes. Yeah. And then, but like the story just drops out. Like, it's nobody's business. Yet, there's always these animated movies for DC Comics. They hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, yeah they're amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? what's they, the disconnect here? It's because they're not pulling the directors from those and the producers from those and putting them on the live-action films. They should, yeah. but they're not. So, and, and that's a real misstep for them because those are very solid movies. Yeah. And, and they're basically all on Netflix. So if anybody's watching and you want to see those, I think most of them, if not all of them, are currently on Netflix. So all of those DC films. Yeah, the so, animated ones, yeah, well, pretty much yeah. all of them. Uh, actually, except for they just pulled off uh, not not long ago, at least for the Canadian market, they pulled off Flashpoint Paradox, which I think is the best one. Yeah, did they put it on the DC streaming service then? Is there a DC streaming service? Now? Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're doing the oh, new shit. Titans on. Really? Yeah. Did you see the previews for the new shaking, Titans? Shaking my head at this. Did I'm you see the preview for it? No. It's like super ultra oh, violent. Oh wait. And Robin's wait, and Robin's like fuck Batman, and he kills a guy. Really? Yeah. It's like super ultra violent. Yeah, I need to see this. Yeah, movie. yeah. It's but you have to subscribe. It's like eight ninety nine a month Canadian, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's too many subscription services now. That was the joy of Netflix. That's why it was mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. because it was like Steam. Yeah, yeah. You get it's a one throat to choke. Yeah. But now we're getting Disney and DC. But the thing is, like the sort of like idea with Netflix now is that they don't have to tell anyone about their viewership. They don't have to tell anyone about how much money they're bringing in, right? Yeah, but who cares? But but it's just interesting because consumer, like though. like Warner Brothers is subject to all that, and like all yeah. the other big studios are subject to all that, right? That's so, weird. Yeah, it's, but Netflix gets to do their own thing. They That's, don't even have to talk about like, oh yeah, well, Stranger Things. Well, they pioneered it, right? Yeah, the, like it, they can come out and say, well, our numbers tell us that Stranger Things season one is like one of the most popular shows of all time. But they don't have to come out and say like this is why. They can just say can it. Can they not say it to their investors though? So, well, I'm sure they do in very private meetings, but yeah, there's yeah. no information leaking out there about what those numbers look like. That's fine. Yeah. I don't, like, as long as they're not screwing their investors. Like, oh, I mean, no. Like, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know, I'm weird like that. I don't think that the companies that are doing well are beholden to the public. I don't see why they would be. Oh, no, they don't, they don't have to, but yeah. but at the same time, it's like, you know. They probably should. It, the other guys don't know exactly what they're competing with, but I think they like the idea of doing an in-house service because then they're not beholden to anyone. They right? shouldn't be, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think if they're doing well, that's fine. Yeah, creatively, it's best for everyone if they just do their own thing. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Because, like, as soon as people start putting their hands into the bucket, it's just, like, things just go wrong. Yeah. It's like, that's just the way things are. Now, the DC streaming service, so far, I don't think it has an associated app. I think it's just streaming via browser. So, which is weird. So it's like more like Crunchyroll. Yeah, a little bit. And so I think well, the Marvel. I think. Has an app well, yeah, that has an app, but yeah. the Disney one coming out will be like app based, so you can use it on like multiple devices. So yeah, yeah, a little bit different. The Disney one, I'm a little more on the fence about. I mean, I would see somebody like you as a kid now definitely yeah. would get it. Yeah, that's the, and that's the thing with like cable services and stuff like that. I don't buy those, right? Yeah, I would just, I would just my cable service is Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm considering picking up Crunchyroll and the Disney one yeah. that comes Well, out. I hadn't had cable in ever since I've been in Canada. And then yeah. when we moved here, since we were having a baby, I got it. So, more time at home. 
But I am kind of digging 90 Day Fiance on TLC, so I would highly recommend that show. Oh, and there's also on Discovery that there's a show called Vintage Tech Hunters that's really good. Yeah, and the okay. one guy in it is actually like Canadian. Mm. He's like a music, he makes like game-themed music, and he's, he went to school at Humber. Yeah. But yeah, he's on the show, and they're doing all this cool, they do like, uh, they go and find tech, and then it's about them like bargaining to get the tech, yeah. but then they're supposed to like fix it up and sell it. The trouble is though, is like the episodes are only like 20 minutes long. Hmm. So like you don't really get to see like the fix up and selling portion. And oh. I want to see that part too. Yeah. So I I, I look up and write to them and suggest like, hey, could you just like double the length of each episode and show us everything mm-hmm. there is to see? Because I want to see like the like how they fix up old arcade cabinets and stuff. I think yeah. that's really fascinating. No, I would so, love to do stuff like that. Yeah, that's but they find some really cool stuff. So it'd be awesome to see. Like I'm learning a lot from it that I never knew before. So huh. yeah, yeah, pretty cool show. But uh, yes, that's what I've been up to. Have you been playing anything else? Have I been playing? Yeah. Oh my god. Good stuff. Like, yeah, okay, so Frostpunk actually came up with an endless mode. Nice. Okay, so yeah. we mentioned this way back in like episode yeah. two, originally. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. So give, give a, another quick rundown of what Frostpunk is, because I've actually just recently pulled yes, episode pulled the, one and two in the, the previews. Low quality, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the, all the low quality stuff is gone now. Sorry, people. I'm well, sure you're not low that quality, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so, so everyone who's seen it, you are the progenitor listeners of the uh, yeah. podcast yeah but anyway, uh, frostpunk for what it was it, or what it is is a um a fantastic uh, kind of like city survival simulator mm. you play as a group of people who have left london during this like freeze like the planet's going to a freeze mm. and you have to try and survive and the way you do that is there's these massive generators that were for like these um exploration stations and stuff like that and later on they were also built as arcs and these massive generators that like consume the shit out of like coal and stuff like that to kind of heat a city. That's what it is. So you have things to worry about, like keeping the generator running, keeping your people happy mm-hmm. and like content and like hopeful. Because if they lose too much hope, they'll exile you in looking for a better leader. And if there's too much discontent, they'll likely lynch you. That's cool. Uh, that's and, really cool. But like you can do a lot of things to like a little bit like you're it. an overseer. Yeah, from that's Fallout. what it is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're this like. Yeah, you're an overseer, effectively. And you gotta balance out these things while maintaining the city and keeping people alive. Mm. And, like, people will die and get, like, frostbite and stuff like that. You'll have, like, amputees and you'll take care of them. It's like, okay, well, do we just take care of them? Or do we do radical surgery where they might be amputated? Mm-hmm. And if they're amputated, then what? Because, it's like, it's like a steampunk thing. So you can get things like, um, you can get, like, uh, like steampunky kind of, like, prosthesis and yeah. stuff like that so people can go back to work okay after like having these well incidents. Aaron was even saying before too that like you, you were like you have only so much rations like soup or something but you can cut the rations with like yeah, yeah, yeah. another can, item yeah you can make them okay, so like you, sawdust or yeah, something so normally there's like there's general <laughs> rations right which is like just like food yeah, yeah. Uh, you can then give them soup instead which raises discontent or you can do or you can do like sawdust additives <laughs> And that like <laughs> that like lowers hope and raises discontent <laughs> because what it does is it, but it, it keeps their bellies full. Yes, that's yeah, what it, yeah. that's the idea, yeah, yeah. and it, it multiplies your rations. But like, um, yeah, and that and that's the thing you need to go. Okay, like, can I take the hit to hope and discontent <laughs> to make this food stretch out? One more bowl of sawdust soup, and I'm gonna hang the overseer. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're saying. That's man. what they're saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it's a, it's a dark game and it's hard. It's a yeah. hard game. Like yeah. I consider myself a very good gamer, at least in a general sense. I'm definitely above average just because yeah. the volume of games I've played. Right. right. And I and I love management games. But but if you're playing this, you're also playing like 
Romance of the Three Kingdoms, like we talked about yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Nobunaga's Ambition, and games like that. It's all kind of in the same vein. Yeah. But those are really difficult games, and I really think a lot of gamers out there, if they saw one of those games, would just be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't even make sense. Well, like, like, like I also play things like, and other strategies too, right? Like, I was playing, I've been playing a lot of Warhammer 2 Total War. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I came that's, up with the yeah, vampire That's a little more accessible pirates. too. Vampire pirates? Yeah. That's extremely awesome. cool. Yeah, no, it's like, so you get, like, swaths of zombies with, oh, like, it's rifles. Like the next and round shit. of Twilight movies. I can't oh wait. God, stop. Vampire stop. pirates, man. No, it's good, though. It actually yeah. is. Like, mechanically, they're very cool. Sweet. Um, because they uh, act as both a, a traveling horde mm-hmm. via their ships, mm-hmm. um, and they also act as somebody who has cities. But you can actually, like, attack people's cities, but, like, leave them in their control. Yeah. But you can set up what's known as a pirate cove. Yeah. So it siphons off money mm-hmm. from their city. And they, and they don't even know it. So That's like, amazing. You can actually, like, like, yeah, yeah, you can stay in control, but I'm taking my cut. Oh, that's cool. So it's ah. uh, it's neat. That's a neat angle to add. I've never heard of that in a strategy game. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. And then, uh, yeah, Very but cool. that, that game's getting pretty crazy. So, so Frostpunk. Too. But yeah. Frostpunk, Warhammer. Oh, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. How's that going? That. You're, you're back into it. Back into it, yeah. Okay. Why are you back into it? Uh, I had a bunch of content patches. Okay. I've been having a lot of fun with it. So what, what did they what did they add in or take out? That, that... Uh, so they added in uh, this area. It's kind of like these ashen kind of like aisles. Mm. It's like a bunch of volcanic islands. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like volcanoes are actually constantly like erupting. So you have to dodge like debris. Mm-hmm. Like I'm flying out of it. Um, they've so added, basically, uh, what's that island from Elder Scrolls? Where the, oh shit, where the red elves live? Where the red elves? Is I that don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, it's yeah, yeah. I play, I play, <laughs> I play Elder Scrolls games, but I'm actually not a huge. All fan I'm thinking of, of is Somerset Isles, and I know that's not it. No, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually not a fan of the lore for yeah. those games. For really? Yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, I am. Like, I like the games. Yeah, yeah. But I well, no, let me lore, correct I that. Don't really care. I I wasn't a big fan until five, and then yeah. and then five did such a good job of sort of. Like painting That's, the full picture Skyrim, of right? all the races that live there, so it was it was yeah. the most painstakingly detailed out of all of them up to that point. So as long as they maintain that level of detail or increase it, I'll probably be more into the lore. I'm probably gonna get more into the next game because they've been doing a better job, and it's just like there's like it's so hard because like I know people love Skyrim and stuff yeah. like that, and like I do enjoy it as a game. Mm-hmm. I love it as a game. I don't love the storyline, I think, because it's just not set up the way... The lore, I don't... You're talking like the main story? Yeah. I like, definitely don't like that game for the main story. Yeah. So I'm not interested at all like, in all the way in Parthenax. If I go, if I go hey, I'm going to download okay. a bunch of mods and play a bunch of like random yeah. shit. Yeah. I'll love it. And like there's certain side storylines that I actually enjoyed. I did enjoy mm-hmm. the Civil War storyline mm-hmm. in Skyrim. Yeah, that that was, and and that's like the sort of main thread that goes through the other storyline, right? Yeah, so they intersect. Yeah, like the Dragonborn storyline mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I uh, couldn't care less. It was it was I okay. Get, I get why they did it. Yeah, it was fun for the people who liked it. I'm sure. Well, plus great. at the time that they made the game, I think they were bound by technological limitations about like even yeah. you know how many dragons can be on screen, kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's it was very difficult, I think, to. Like the, it was an extremely ambitious game, and the story worked best yeah. when it was just like like the little vignettes so remember like the first time you go on a mission and you're going up to the first tomb and you're going through like the big huge arches and you go inside the first big yeah. tomb and it's just massive and like that kind of stuff that really was made the game. that bleak fall barrels yeah barrels yeah 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 and, and that's yeah. just stuff like that to me is what really made the game because like when it seemed like 
everything you were around was like from antiquity, then you could your mind kind of your imagination yeah, fills yeah. in a lot of those details, right? Yeah, Story the immersion kind of yeah. takes over. Yeah. And I mean, like the thing was like I liked the vampire storyline. That like, was cool. I thought that was good. Yeah, Dawn Guard. Yeah, yeah, Dawn Guard was, was sweet. Great. Yeah, or you could get an armored troll. <laughs> really? Yeah, you could get I an armored troll companion. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it was an armored troll when you, the first time you visit. Did you get it as the Dawn the Guard? The Guard Fort. Yeah, you get it as the Dawn Guard. So you don't get it as the vampire. No, uh, you don't I get it as the vampire. As the vampire yeah, yeah, so that's fine. yeah, yeah. So, so I got the vampire chick as my. Oh, okay, cool. As my cool. companion. Yeah, yeah, and then the, uh, the, the I, I've been replaying story. it on Switch though, so maybe maybe this time I'll do the vampire route and see where that goes. Is it, how is it on the Switch? It's decent. It's decent. Like did if you did they lose anything? Well, if you've played it a lot on PC and like PS3, PS4, then you would definitely notice like some minor details, like just in in the environment as you're walking around. Like the plants are a little bit more sparse, and yeah. like the draw distance where where things remain but clear. They, is they also don't have mods, quite right? As far. But yeah, but there's no mods. Yeah, so, so yeah, immediately there you lose me. It's the, it's the vanilla game. Yeah, yeah, it's still good. I can like, get it. But yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, you know what I did? I turned the I turned the difficulty all the way down, and I'm just I'm just breezing through it, buying property, like yeah. building the houses, like just enjoying it, right? Yeah, like okay, it's just fair. it's just a nice world to inhabit. That's fine. And uh, and it's on a switch, so you can walk away with it. It's great. So, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Anyway, for that for that reason alone, I understand. And I would, I would get why people would buy it. Yeah, it's on sale. It's on sale right now, actually. But, uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah, get it for anything but the Switch if you have other things. Yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, so that's that. So, anything else? Sea of Thieves? That's crazy, man. Try to think. There's been something else I've been playing. I've also been playing. Play a little more Battletech. Not mm. much to say there. It was good. It's a good game. Yeah. Something else I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing WoW again. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I always periodically pick up WoW again. Yeah. Mainly just been doing... I was just doing some questing. Mm. Like nothing, nothing special there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else I've been playing? I don't think there's anything else I've been playing. No. I'm now 18th yeah. in the world in the hit cellular game stop. Merge Plane. God damn it. I know. You're very proud of me. I'm proud of me. So it's a big deal, man. Oh, man. It's a big deal. <laughs> uh, I gotta play more Red Dead. I gotta get to the end of Red Dead. I know. I know. Yeah, Red Dead, Mul- dude. Multiplayer comes out uh, this week. Yeah, I'm trying to... Oh, seriously? Well, it's supposed to. Damn, I'm I'm trying to get through as much of Spider Man as I can before I have to give it back to to my friend I borrowed it from. So I've just been blasting through that as fast as I can, and then uh, also starting Pokemon. Do you but trust? I mean, do you trust the Housers? Do you trust them? No, because like oh, okay. no, like Rockstar. <laughs> no, Rockstar. Is that what I shit. expected you to say? <laughs> Rock, you didn't expect me to say that. No, no, no. Like, look, Red, I trust the Hauser brothers implicitly. Are those guys who run out Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course not. Why would you? You'd be an idiot too. Come on, man. They just, Dan Hauser just made a masterpiece, man. I don't care about that. <laughs> no, they gotta like, they gotta like figure their shit out because well, a technical masterpiece. We won't call it a subjective masterpiece. Okay, so what's this here? Supposedly this was out an hour ago. I think this is lying. This Google's is been. Have you noticed anything? Like Google's lying about their release dates of the articles. It was like, are you serious? Yeah, it'll say like, oh, Ooh, it was an hour ago. What's that? That's playing. Whatever. One second. It's a, that's Red Dead. I can hear Red Dead right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, man. Well, they're, they're going to be all in on uh, whatever's next for them, whether it's Grand Theft Auto 6 or whatever the case may be. So they're going to be all in on that. Have, so. you seen this, have you seen this like trend, though? Uh, people are like, oh, hey, we're going to make a secret agent game. Like James Bond kind of like super cool secret agent game. And there's been a couple of different times. Sony Interactive had one that was going to be an MMO. And then, like, now I see here Rockstar had one called Agent in the Works with Take-Two. Hmm. And they always get canceled. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a tough. That'd be a tough bit to bite off. Like, say, do you have to do like multiple locations? Then how do each of those play out? And how do you get from location to location? Yeah, but, oh, sorry. You know what else I've been playing? What? The, the, and the, this completely nullifies that argument. Yeah, Hitman Two. Oh yeah, is that good? Yeah, it's cool. amazing. It'd be like the first. Did you kill Sean Bean? Not yet. I've oh, got, okay. <laughs> I've got what, seven days left to do that. Yeah, yeah. So Sean Bean is an event character who you have to hunt down. In yeah, the he's game. an elusive target. So elusive targets. These are really cool, actually. This is the coolest thing about the Hitman game. This yeah. is what I love about yeah. the Hitman. It's getting game. a lot of attention. Yeah. Well, like the elusive targets, they were in the first one, and they're like every couple of weeks or so they come up with a new elusive target, and it is you have one chance. Yeah. To kill them. If you fail by dying, you can't redo the mission. Mm-hmm. That's it. And like the more these elusive targets you do, you unlock things. Mm. Like it's like a tier system. Yeah. Like oh, you have five, you get this. If you have six, you get this. Um. So, but Sean Beans apparently is. It's really funny. Have you seen the elusive target video for it? Yeah, I have. So it's like the guys die like twelve times. Or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a total total joke on right. Sean Beans right. in, in movies and shows. Uh. And. Uh, you have to take yeah, for out. people who don't know, Sean Bean dies in virtually every well, movie Boromir, or TV right? show like, he, he gets, appears in. Yeah, yeah, he gets shot with like a million arrows. Oh, like every, every he gets movie. his head cut like, off in, yeah. in Game of Thrones. I'm thinking about like everything he, I've seen him in. Black Death, doesn't he die in that as well? Yeah, he does die yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, oh, what was the one he was in with Christian Bale? Uh, was uh, Equilibrium? Yeah, Equilibrium he dies, dies in. in that. Yeah, he yeah. dies in uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, he dies in Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, Sean Bean just always. Yeah, dies. he's always dying, man. He he lived in one movie I saw, and it was notable. I'm like, oh, he lived, probably until the epilogue. Yeah, until the epilogue, yeah, and at which point he died. But uh, I saw the heat seeking briefcase video. So there was a glitch oh, with the briefcase. Like a hitman could like throw a briefcase. Yeah, at someone, and then like it went like it showed the Sean Bean character running through a door and around a corner, and it's like, it was like heat seeking. It followed him. Oh, I know why. It, like, it, like, yeah, it was like a okay. glitch. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's a glitch. Okay, so what happens is in the game, there is a thing where if you're throwing an object, it locks onto a target. Yeah. And you throw the object and it'll hit them. Or it won't, but it calculates that at the time of the release of the object. Right. So if somebody goes running around a corner, yeah. and you've thrown it, and it's mid-air when they clear that corner, it'll swing around the corner. And hit them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because like it's already calculated that it's going to happen. So it's like it's like a time. I mean, some things yeah. you can throw a curve on it. Like if you have like a, a pool ball or something, you're trying to hit somebody with a pool ball, you might be able to get a curve going yeah. on that or a baseball or something. Yeah. But like a briefcase, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, that's why it's Agent Forty Seven and not some jackass. Right. Because <laughs> he can curve a briefcase. Yeah. Which, by the way, why? Okay, like Hitman. People have tried to make it into movies. No, it would be a fantastic miniseries, though. If you did like yeah. four to eight episodes a season. And it's just every episode is like a hit, or every yeah, but there's like one. But they don't do they don't do like vignette style shows anymore. That's the problem. Like there, no, there's no been, show. But they've out been there. making a comeback though. I, I want them to especially make a in anime like do, vignette. I shows that's the problem with shows like The Walking Dead, the, yeah. which is another topic we have to cover here in a little bit. In well, they're like section, the and jump of, of of shows. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it has to be the same it's story. Like, it's, one, it's like fucking One Piece. But the trouble is, is like One Piece. Has like a way better story. Yeah. Out of like eight hundred episodes. Yeah. Than freaking The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. and and it's because they they refuse to do vignette style episodes with the show, right? Like, yeah. What I'm talking about is, uh, and we'll we'll get into Walking Dead here as a topic because we have some other stuff to discuss as well. So spoiler yeah. alert here. But The Walking Dead, like, there's no vignette episodes where it's just a slice of life that they're showing you, right? Yeah. You get you get scenes in episodes where they kind of show yeah. little bits and pieces of that, but for the most part, it's always like. 
you know, running headlong into the next group of enemies that they have to fight, running headlong into the next, you know, big war scene. This is what I've been walking out tonight. What's that? This is Walking Dead on tonight in like a few minutes. Yeah, Walking Dead, the the, the mid-season finale is on tonight. Yeah. Yep. And is there a delay till we get the rest of the season? Yeah, it'll, the rest of the season will come in February or March. Yeah, that's how they do it every year. Yeah. I will. I mean, at one time, they actually that actually drove viewership. Yeah. Now it's just driving people away. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. Well, what they, what they do, though, is they, they're going to break it, and then they're going to start Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. And then Fear the Walking Dead runs up until the the, the okay. season break ends, and then the regular Walking Dead comes. I gotta back. finish. I gotta catch up on Fear the Walking Dead. I hear it's a lot better. Walking the Fear the Walking Dead actually, I liked the first season of, and then for whatever reason we haven't watched it since. But yeah, um, actually that's funny because I did the same thing. I watched the first season. And I liked it. Yeah, I liked where it was going because the, the the first season ended. Spoiler alert here. This whole thing is spoilers, people. So don't yeah. <laughs> just skip it. The, the, the first season ends. Yeah. They're trying to get on a boat, and I'm like, yeah, like. That's what I would have done, is get on a boat. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens in season two, why, like, that doesn't work out. So. There's actually a show where that, who, I don't remember who was making it, but it was, like, it was a military vessel during a, an outbreak, and, like, they they were, as they were out on a training exercise, as they came back from, like, radio silence, the world had experienced a massive outbreak. Hmm. So, like, it's only this military ship now going from port to port trying to figure out what's going on and trying to generate a cure. That's cool. I can't remember what the show was called. So, and that's that's another criticism that I have of The Walking Dead at this point uh, in the show is that so there was they did touch briefly in season five when they introduced Abraham. I think it was season five when they introduced Abraham and Eugene, yeah, uh, and Rosita. So Eugene claimed that he needed to be escorted to Washington D.C. because he knew the way to cure whatever virus is inflicting everyone in right, The Walking right, Dead, right. which we found, which we ultimately found out. Was a lie. Spoiler alert here was a lie. <laughs> So and then great uh, lie though, right? Which which is sort of transpired in a lot of other things in the show because of that lie. Uh, however, it's not a story point they've ever touched on again in any way, shape, or form. In fact, the show in the last couple episodes just did a six-year time jump. Yeah, a six-year time jump. So basically, it, they appeared to kill off Rick Grimes, and then they did a six-year time jump. Yeah, but they didn't though, because at the end of the credits, you see him flying away on a chopper. Well, yeah, and then and then obviously this is part of the news portion here because they AMC just announced that they're actually they have three Rick Grimes centered movies in the works. Yeah, for the network, uh, so they're kind of going the Netflix route, right? Creating their own movie content now. Yeah, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they're gonna have to really like at the end of that, they really still have to kill him off though, because it's been six years. And he hasn't returned to see Judith or Michonne, which makes no logical sense. They're There's like his, be some reason. They're like his can't. whole world in the show. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he come back to try and see his daughter and his, and his well, wife or girlfriend? Or, or maybe he does in the movies, but like, like sees him from a distance. But like, he didn't disappear until after the time jump, though. Well, no, no, he disappeared at the time. The beginning no, of the right, time jump right. because he was carried away in a chopper Sorry, by the lady there was, from the there dump. Two, yeah, there were two time jumps. Wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. 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 So we're, where they're at now in the show is it's interesting and it, it allows Michonne and Daryl to, to kind of come front and center. I genuinely dislike Michonne's character now. So yeah. she went from being like one of my favorite characters in the show to being one that I genuinely dislike because now she's just she's just awful. She's just a terrible, awful, boring character. I still think the best character in the show because they've developed the most over the show and the, 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 the most compelling character is Carol. Yes! I love Carol. Yeah. I love Carol. I also love the Reverend. So, because he's turned, in, he's turned into an absolute badass. He's blind in one eye now, and he's such a badass. Yeah. I'll, so, he doesn't hesitate uh, to kill now. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I like him now, dude. He's so cool. After the time jump, he's such a badass now. And then, um, who else do I still like? That's about it. 
That's about the, it. Daryl and Carol are pretty Judith good. Judith is cool. Yeah, She's kind of hardcore. I guess. Being a like, child. I mean, we don't really know much about her yet. We haven't seen her much. Yeah. She's been like highlighted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carol's the ultimate badass. Like, wherever she goes, she just leaves piles of bodies, man. She's hardcore. Yeah, I just yeah. love that one thing where they, where they uh, was it the uh, Saviors captured her and she was in that little outpost and yeah. I thought she was just some bumbling lady with like, right. like, a, like, a, like right. a Christian lady. She had like the cross. No, she's Rambo and she's going to kill yeah. everyone. <laughs> no, because like I was sitting there and I'm watching, I'm like, you guys are so fucked. They don't know. I'm like, you guys are so fucked. She has she has a higher body count than anybody on that no, show. No, I know. And that 100%. was the thing. Like, when I was watching that episode, I'm like, this is like watching a bomb mm-hmm. before it mm-hmm. explodes. Because you know yeah. that, what she's capable of at that point. And you're like, you guys are there so There was just another episode dead. like that. There was just another episode like yeah, yeah, that. Where, like, for, she, for like she, a couple she meets seconds, yeah. a group of survivors. And then, they, I can't remember, they'd screw her over somehow and pisses yeah. her off. And then she comes back at night. Fucking burns the place down, kills yeah, all of them. Kills all of them. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Carol's yeah. the best. No, so. she is. But like, she's like the most, like, because like she when you first meet her, she is such a like uh, in a lot of ways a pathetic character. Yeah, yeah, she was. She's like a pushover she, yeah. housewife, yeah. wife kind of character. But like, you keep watching her evolve, and then it gets to the point where she's like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I'm trying to done. think of the point where she turned was at the beginning of season four Something when they like were at the prison. And yeah. she killed someone who she thought was afflicted, and then it just and they thought Rick did it, and I think yeah. he got like falsely accused, and that's where season four kind of took off. But uh, yes, yeah, so that's kind of where she turned. But yeah, before that, she was very like this backseat character, always kind of at the back of the action. Yeah. And and, by and the then, end of season four, she was yeah because like what was it? Everyone <laughs> was captured Rambo. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She she comes. She's like, all right, screw this. She like covers herself in guts. Goes yeah. and Grabs all the extra like weapons that they yeah. had just like stashed, and then like one one man. Armies, the yeah. fucking and she was place. like she was like kind of a I don't know sort of survivalist teacher up until that point yeah. right she was like helping kids understand how to like safety yeah in, in the wasteland or whatever but then then yeah she ultimately becomes yeah the Carol that we know and love yeah yeah awesome. totally awesome and, and that's like such a such a and that's something that drives me is that like people are like there's no empowering female characters like you kidding me dude yeah you need to see Carol <laughs> so it's like a fifty year old lady who just kills Everybody. everything that stands in her way yeah yeah, yeah. she's hardcore. You're right, though. So, yeah, Walking Dead, that's the news. And that's kind of wrapping up the news portion. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees. Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Country roads. We did kind of segue into another topic earlier too without kind of touching on it but Elder Scrolls Bethesda Fallout Todd Howard Studio oh 76 yeah Fallout 76 we gotta talk about it's, that it's now. kind of funny because I actually was a couple times like right on the purchase now button yeah I was I was thinking like, about it too um, even though I don't really like playing uh, multiplayer games online but this one obviously was enticing me because I'm a huge Fallout fan yeah uh, however uh, Metacritic review scores have not been friendly the Metacritic review score overall is 55% 
for for Fallout 76. It's some bad. Yeah. Versus Fallout 4, which is 88% on Metacritic, and Fallout 3 with 91%. Um, though I'll, I'll admit that this is actually, in a lot of ways, it is bad news and it's good news at the same time. It's bad news because now I probably will never get Fallout co-op, yeah. which is what I wanted. I, like if I could get Fallout 4, but where I could get like two to four players in it, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great yeah. because it's a pre-established world. Everything's already going on. It's not built for multiplayer; just enhanced right, by it. Right, right, um, but the and but the thing is, though, at the same time, now this is like a huge slap on the wrist. Where it's like, no, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, which is good too because now we're gonna get them to focus on what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though, I because I don't know. It's a big studio. They have a bunch of different teams, right? Like Bethesda is a, is a huge publisher. Yes, they have multiple yes, studios. yes, and no, yes and no. So they they have the core team, yeah. but they tend to just break off portions of the core team to work on things like Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout seventy six and things yeah. like that. So there's the main team in the background though who's still working on Elder Scrolls six. Yeah. So and then the and then we're gonna have and we have the one team who's now working on the new Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, they'll, they'll still be working on seventy six. They'll work on seventy six for three months, then the open team yeah. will take over. And then I think they they do have completely separate teams, but it's for those things like. Um, Oh, what's the what's the horror title they've been doing? How do you pronounce Bethesda? But but Bethesda. Bethesda. <laughs> Today. The Evil Within. Oh yeah. So so that's so obviously that's their own studio as well that, that's working yes. on that. Uh, but their their main studio was run by Todd Howard, and that's and that's the the yeah. studio we all know and love for Elder Scrolls and Fallout games. So. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's wondering, like, well, how did this happen, right? Because here you have a guy who, you know, even even to some extent had a hand in, like, Elder Scrolls Online, which has done very well by all accounts, right? It has a lot of expansions, a lot of players, uh, good good base, and uh, for whatever reason, this just didn't take off in the same way. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a couple things. And I think that we can say it now that we've seen it release and what happened. Mm-hmm. One, the majority of their fan base is not a multiplayer fan base. That is true. That's true, yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is like it was too far of a deviation from what they normally do. It's true. So it was like, yeah. they're like, hey, look, we're going to give you a Fallout game, but it's not going to have the story elements that the other ones had that you influenced. Yeah, or like factions or... Yeah, yeah. And, like, and it's like the story wasn't super compelling. And when they did the PR for it, it was never, hey... Look, this is like a confined story for you and your friends to experience together. Mm-hmm. Noah's like, all right, it's multiplayer. You're going to kill things together. You're going to kill things. You're going to drop nukes. It's like, the nukes are not the drawing factor for that game. Right. They're not. Like, it, the nukes are like, okay, cool, nuke, haha. Yeah. I boost something up with a nuke. But, like, after that, it's like, eh, yeah. whatever. Like, nobody really cares. Nobody cares about the nukes. No, they care yeah. about the, the time that they were in the sewer getting swarmed by ghouls. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... the, the And it got out the, by the skin of their teeth, Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. The, like the secret stranger shows up. Right. And you're like fighting out your way and come <laughs> out of there with like a bunch of broken limbs and right, shit. Right, right, right. You come hobbling out. Yeah. But like that's what makes Fallout great. What doesn't make Fallout great is the lack of world. Because like it's the world. That's what you're playing for. 100%. And and it's it's unfortunate because like... And the world t- tends to tell out of the story itself. Yeah. Right? And... And, and it's like, if they had just made it like a drop-in, drop-out co-op game, mm-hmm. where like you're playing your own story, yeah. and then you can go to somebody else's game with your character, yeah. 
and all it is is just like, oh, hey, another person in the wasteland. Yeah, but they don't have to have any impact on the game whatsoever other than being able to fire bullets at things and pick up items. Yeah, and like, follow you it. around. Yeah, that's and, it. and just be a team. Yeah. 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 So, and I think that would be the ideal way to play it. So, but basically yeah. what I did, because I haven't played the game, is I just took, I read a bunch of articles, and I basically took the main sort of thread cr- criticisms from those articles, so we could talk about those. Yeah, oh, and really quick before you do, though. Yeah. There's one thing, though, I, I definitely want to say, like, don't, a studio like this should be making these kind of risks because like then we can possibly find something that is the right fit. Mm-hmm. The fact that they went out and did this yeah. is great. Yeah. The fact that it didn't work out is understandable, yet th- their intentions were in the right area. Because yeah. we're not losing the game series. We're just, they tried something new. Right. It sadly did not work out. And it's, it's going to work out it. better for whatever the next Fallout yeah. now they're, is. Now they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I was, was going to say too, like that's the best part about it. Is that they know they fucked up, mm-hmm. so now they have to deliver. We are going. We are going to get a kick-ass Fallout game. Whatever happens next with Fallout, it's going to be a kick-ass game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And then, uh, so the first the first criticism that I see, kind of in, in various reviews and various articles, is uh, I'm seeing feedback that the game world is populated only by robot NPCs uh, and no human NPCs, and thus feels generally very lonely and empty compared to a regular Fallout game. Yeah. Yeah. So in regular Fallout games, especially like in Fallout 4, like you have trade routes set up with people constantly on the roads. You have towns obviously already pre-built into the game with many residents from all walks of life yeah. uh, that you can interact with and sort of sort of further the storylines with. Uh, e- each one of them uh, has at least one kind of like little side mission or story that kind of goes along with them, right? So yeah. it's all kind of interwoven. Uh, and there's nothing like that in here. And I think people just feel... Like, it's just an empty game because they're used to that, right? They're used to having yeah. a very immersive experience where every, every, no matter where you choose to turn, there's going to be something to drive the story forward from there. Yeah. So, it's kind of a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Because I think it, it could have been great. Uh, the base building with your friends sounds like a blast, <clears throat> to be honest. That's one, of the, that's one of the things people are saying they quite like, is the base building. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they've got to drive that, especially with the new game. Yep. Um, yeah. That was my favorite part of 4. Yeah, no, base building yeah. and base management is a huge, huge, huge thing, especially in the survival genre. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It's I'm building a bastion yeah. for people to survive. Some people were saying what they wanted was to be able to have like a large safe zone where you as a player could immerse yourself in the game world by setting yourself up as, you know, either like a politician or a shopkeeper. Yeah, make it an MMO. Or, make yeah, it yeah, an MMO make it an proper. MMO, yeah. But yeah. in this, there's not really like a safe zone to speak of. Other than the relative safeness of your camp, yeah. so I think I think that was disappointing to people. There's not really a center of civilization to partake in. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like so, that's uh, that if they had done something like that, that probably would have driven the game to yeah. success. Yeah. The other thing, uh, the next thing, next point I kind of saw was a difficult party leveling system. So every player in the party has to tag an enemy with at least one shot to get XP for that battle. So they're basically pushing back against power leveling. So people joining in late and kind of getting power leveled by higher yeah. level players. Okay, piece of advice: never police that. If people are doing it that way, because it's because they don't have enough time, right. a or b, they just don't like that part of the game. Yeah. So don't force them to play it. Right. Like just right. be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you can power level somebody. Who who the fuck cares yeah. really? And one article I read, I think it was the IGN one. The reviewer was saying something along the lines of like, look, the difference between you know hiding behind a rock. Well, the higher level players defeat an enemy that's a bullet sponge anyway, and hiding behind a rock and jumping up to shoot one bullet in a thing that everybody else is shooting at is a very fine line. So, like, why, 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 why punish why, people? Yeah, for for doing it that way, right? So, which I think is true, right? Because if you're and, if you're the level one guy and everybody else is level twenty, like, and you're in a battle, you wouldn't want to aggro anyway. But this is a this is a design philosophy that's indicative of someone who's just not thinking. Because like this is true in Skyrim and Fallout Four. 
you have a companion, if you don't tag the creature that your companion's fighting with like enough damage, you don't get the experience. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense, though, because if you're playing a character who is like a high charisma character with no combat capability, that's what your companion's there for. You take a companion solely for their combat yeah. capability, you should still be experienced for that because you're equipping Or in an companion. MMO, what if you're a healer? Yeah. Yeah. So like it makes no sense, especially especially once they put in uh, the robot DLC because that's mm-hmm. all about designing and building your best combat robot. Yeah, totally, totally. And and like for you to be punished for for that is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you're hanging back and repairing the robot while it's taking the aggro for you. Yeah, so yeah. you should like that's that's your strategy. Yeah. That's a way to play. Yeah, it Don't sucks because they do players. kind of take aggro out as a strategy then, right? So it's kind of a shame. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a shame. You basically have to stand between whatever you're fighting and the lower level player. So, yeah, yeah kind of lame. So that was the next one. Uh, the third one. So there's no real reason to team up, really, other than a novelty of doing so or for taking down the bullet sponge enemies. And that's a term I've seen used in every single review and article yeah. I've read about is that the enemies take a lot of bullets to bring down. Uh, it's kind of a shame, but they're right. So yeah. I don't think there's a quest where you have to have, like, two people, for instance, to initiate the quest. Not that I've seen. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, kind of strange. Uh, people are saying it's full of bugs, which isn't strange for a Bethesda game. It's for a multiplayer game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for, for, for this game, no. They're ranging from frame rate dips to freezes uh, to quest-breaking problems and enemies who get stuck in various objects in the environment. So, like any other Bethesda game. Yeah, basically. Yeah, except except the quest-breaking stuff hurts a lot, a lot because, because, of because of the nature of this game. Yeah, because yeah. it's the way it is. In Elder Scrolls, if there's a, there's a quest-breaking glitch, you just sort of skip it and move on because there's a yeah. thousand other things to do. Also, why the fuck didn't you guys release it for Steam? What was that decision about? Oh, Fallout? Yeah. Oh, it's only available on Bethesda Shop? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What server is it running on? Their own. How bizarre. It's really funny, too, because I saw a video of, like, they Wait, oh, well, I, I, mean, I, I guess they have servers them. because they run Elder Scrolls yeah. online, but still, it's a very strange decision. Yeah. Yeah, because then, no, like, then it could have like, had community but, support. Yeah. But like Steam, also the reason why people like it is because it's the same thing with Netflix. It's the it's a one stop shop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like stop taking away people's like the reason why those things are good because they're convenient. So if you put your game there, it's convenient for people to buy it. Like whenever, no, just, whenever a game is not on Steam, yeah, I, I immediately go, do I really want to buy this? It's just a real. It's just it, that's exactly it. But that that brings us back to the initial point of like, who the hell is this game for then? Because it's not for me, as, as a Fallout player who really likes the single-player experience. It's not for you, someone who does play a lot of PC and has Steam, right? But won't take this as seriously because it's, it's not on Steam. Yeah, because yeah. it's not part of the community. Because right. like, that's the thing. Is like When I'm playing a Steam game, I can invite a friend through my Steam list. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and that doesn't exactly. seem like a big deal, but it is. It is. It's because it's so easy just to click, you know, shift, what is it? Shift tab. Yeah, shift tab and, 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 yeah, yeah, and, and pop right in. Yeah. yeah. Huh. No, that's a really good point to bring up. Bethesda, if you hear this, Why? And who is this for? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, no, I don't whatever, understand. Whatever idiot in your PR department's doing that, they're yeah. hurting you. They are yeah, hurting yeah. you. That's messed up, man. No, because it's not just me, and I know it, because I'm like the ge- I'm the fucking generic PC gamer guy. Yeah. Like, pe- this is not something that, like, if I bring this up, everyone's going to go, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like, why you guys don't have somebody in your department that knows that and fights tooth and nail to get you guys right. to wake up? Right. You guys have a problem. You're, you, you're missing somebody but it's in your department. they have to. They, I would assume so. Like, I would assume so, and I like and that's what I'm saying. There's there's got to be some really heavy driving reason why they haven't done it. Hmm. But the, the and the and the problem is like Bethesda, man, they have tried time and again to do things. Yeah, like the microtransaction stuff for mods. Mm-hmm. They got they got chewed out for that. It's like you guys, you you're doing things 
backward. You're mm-hmm. you're doing all these things that open up to the community. You're you're getting a mod community. It's a really good mod community. Yeah, the best mod community out there. Nobody has a better mod community Total, than, than Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, 100%. or Fallout Four. And the the problem is that you guys are are missing the mark. Is if you guys really want to make money off of the mod community, sell aesthetic stuff. Sell paint yeah, jobs, for power yeah, armor. packages of content that you can yeah, just skins, to just use. skins. You don't yeah. need you don't need mechanical stuff. Just do skins. Do oh hey, more hairstyles. Yep. Oh hey, look the, these like high res eyes. Yeah, stuff like that. Those are the things that people are gonna buy. Right, right. And they and they won't complain about those things. Well, because they didn't give us an answer, I'm just gonna come up with my own theory. There must have been a licensing issue with the John Denver song that's featured in Fallout 76, yeah, and so. they can't be on Steam. Yeah, Steam just can't. They can't handle. They can't, they can't handle the load that John Denver no, I mean, brings. No, buddy. There, there's a downside of Steam. West right? Virginia. Well, there's country a down- roads. God damn it. <laughs> there's a downside downside of Steam. That is that you have to put your content patches through Steam, ish. Because here's the thing, uh, companies like uh, Gitchin and stuff like that that have like War Thunder, mm-hmm. they've figured out a way to pass that, which is just only put your launcher on Steam. Yeah, and that's just, smart. And then have people run the launcher in order to patch. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Shrug. That's the workaround. Yeah. So the workaround already exists. Yeah. The community's already there. Yeah. The support's already there. Yeah. Obviously, they have a massive modding community with Bethesda already. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe they were trying to send a message to the modding community that like this isn't going to be the game that you're going to mod because we're not going to put it on Steam. No, that makes sense. Yeah. But maybe I mean, like that's that's, that's still a stupid way to do it. Yeah, because all those people are already on there. So yeah, yeah what a shame. So that's actually not something I I had in the list of things. But and I think and, that's totally and the modding community isn't even on really Steam anyway. Like Steam Works has their nice like integration, but at the end of the day, their modding community is on Nexus. Yeah, the other points I had were not really too important. There's I talk about quests. I'm reading that they're mostly boiled down to simple tasks and fetch quests, yeah, um, whatever like camp camp quests and things like that. So you go to a place, kill a thing, bring bring a thing back. Uh, camps are fun to build up, but difficult to tear down and move. So in so much as players are saying they spend too much time trying to find a new suitable camp location, so something as simple as a rock or a small tree. Oh, I love that though. Can block you from putting a new camp in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. So you should be able to clear out doodads. Yeah, they should be able to. Can you clear out trees in that game? Like, because you can't fall out four. Uh, you can't have Fallout 4, probably not on 76. I don't know, I have 76, so. Hmm. Yeah, some people are saying, like, they get the, they're already getting tired of the gameplay loop of going out, finding stuff, bringing it back. Like, the game has so much potential, but it's like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's like, you, you're going to have PvP, but not really. So, for the positives, (laughs) I've read that combat is still fairly solid, uh, even without classic VATs. Crafting is a blast, although the resource collected gameplay loop is somewhat tedious. And the That's Appalachia, fine. West Virginia region is really well put together. It's a huge map, apparently. Apparently, yeah, it's the no. biggest one. And like, that's the problem, right? That's why I want to get it. I just want to get it to walk around. I want to see the enemies, because the new enemies include Mothman, which is... Have you seen the videos for it? No. Looks freaking awesome. Really? It's so cool. Mole Man Miners. There's literally, like, communities of mole men who live in the mines who you have to battle. That's funny. It's so cool, and they look awesome. And then there's also mutated megasloths, which they show in the trailer. Yeah. You find, and then the Scorch Beast, which is a giant man-bat flying creature that emerges from the ashes of nuclear detonation craters. So it's a dragon. He functions as a boss. Yeah, basically, he looks like a dragon, but with the face of a bat. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, very cool looking. So there's some great enemies in it. I almost wish they would refashion this as a single-player game just so I could play it, because I'd buy it I'll, like this. See, that's the thing. Is I'll, I'll get it when it goes on sale. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll, I will get it. But I'm going to put it on my wish like... list, and when I see it pop up for like 20 bucks, I'll snag it. So. Yeah. Hopefully the hopefully it's still up at that point.
yeah, it's no, like, for more stuff. It's like it's like five or six years. Since speaking I speaking of memory issues, you know. Like speaking of memory issues, you know what other systems had memory issues? Switch. Well, no, no fucking space on that damn thing. I'm thinking more like RAM, SD card. more like RAM issues, but the uh, yeah. uh, the classic consoles, the Atari wouldn't be able to run Fallout 76, or could it? If it was a brand new system called the Atari VCS, you already you already shilled this thing out. What are you doing? Well, no, no, no. no I have the actual details about it. Oh, do you? I, okay, yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, I I've painstakingly put together details on the classic remake consoles, Atari VCS and a television Amico. Okay. So and I figured we could touch on those here. So have you read anything about this? No. Okay. So the Atari VCS, this is different than the classic re-release consoles like the Atari Six Seven Eight, which kind of come out every year. Yeah. So it's different than those. They come with preloaded games. So it, this is currently a crowdfunded project. It is yeah. crowdfunded uh, to the tune of two thousand nine hundred percent higher than its initial value. So it's absolutely blown up. I think it's yeah. they were initially seeking like thirty thousand, now they're up to three million. Wow! Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's going to come with a hundred classic Atari games that you could download. Uh, actually, they're saying no. Actually, they were saying it's going to be preloaded on the system. And the official website is claiming that the system will allow for classic gameplay, stream web-based content. Play online with a subscription fee, voice command, customizing the experience with apps, and access to store content and creating new content. So apparently there's a lot that they're talking about they're going to do with the system. Huh. So this is a fully-fledged game console without like cartridges or discs or anything like that. So it's yeah. a full digital system. Uh, so it's going to come with a classic-style joystick, but also will have a new Bluetooth dual analog uh, controller that looks like the Xbox controller. Nice. Okay. So, uh, peripherals they claim will come with the system also include webcams, mics, external speakers keyboard and mouse, although I think maybe because this is built on Linux that a lot of accessories are just automatically going to work with it anyway it's just like, it's like it requires Xbox what was it, the, the fucking camera to play oh yeah yeah it needs <laughs> Xbox player, whatever the hell it was <laughs> what was that thing, it was the uh, oh it was so lame, the Kinect Connect. Yeah, yeah, it was the Connect. Yeah, is the Connect. Can't yeah. can't physically function. The, the racist the Microsoft camera that couldn't see colored people. Like <laughs> that's. Did you do you remember no. that? No. So back when uh back when it was actually the newer one too it was the Xbox One X camera. Back when NBA came out, NBA Two K whatever the year yeah. was it came out. So you could take a photo of yourself and it would overlay it would like map your face onto a character in the game. Yeah. Right. But what was happening is, like, people with, like, even mildly darker skin than white people, it wouldn't capture their image. And they'd get some sort of freakish monster character oh on the God. screen. <laughs> so Microsoft had to acknowledge it was a problem and issue a patch oh so God. it could actually take better pictures. That's fucking funny. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah, so, and then it's interesting because it was pretty soon after that you really didn't hear about the Kinect anymore. I think they tried immediately to, like, distance themselves from that. Obviously, it's, like, a technical limitation. I don't yeah. think you know anybody anticipated that that would be how it would work with the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're probably testing that stuff in really bright rooms you know yeah. what I mean? Where they don't see that there's any issues. So they didn't anticipate what it was going to be like when the console's in somebody's living room and they're sitting on the couch 15 well, they, feet they don't away. Have lighting, right? Nobody right. has like proper lighting. Right. They, they have lighting in the studios. Yeah. So. And there might have even been a message in the game that was like, make sure you're in a brightly lit space or whatever the case may yeah. be. But yeah, it's it's the Kinect. I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah, it's just a stupid camera thing that came with my console. And they forced it on people with the Xbox One uh, original bundle. Yeah, that's you, what it came you remember with. like that? Like there was a huge uproar about that. Oh, yeah. Totally. So there's always on camera. People like spying on me because people are super paranoid. Well, the trouble is, is somebody took it, plugged it into a computer, and hacked it in like minutes. That. Yeah, yeah. It, like it. the first day the system was out, somebody had hacked yeah. it already. So, and <laughs> and then they proved how easy it was for anybody to get into that camera. And it's crazy too because it's like 
and, and like especially nowadays because people are like oh well you know it's just a camera it's just not doing anything or whatever it's not a big problem and it'll have some integration but then now we've seen things like where alexa is, like has backdoors for like the cia yeah and stuff like that. yeah so like people now are like rightfully worried about right. this shit right so it's like don't do those things because yeah. you will you will shoot yourself in the foot yeah people stop downloading at like ad content that says it's security for your phone quit clicking oh, on yeah, that just don't do it i don't want to do just that. don't do it <laughs> So it's cause your, probably your somebody hacking security, into your phone camera. Your phone security is going to come in your in your phone updates. Yeah, true. Just update your phone. Don't ignore those. Yeah. Just do those, and you're fine. And for God's sakes, when you download an app, read the comments. Just read them. Yeah, read them. Yeah. So because if if it's an app that's just a complete waste of space, people are going to say it. So yeah, read the reviews. All right, moving on. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of this bad boy, the Atari VCS. Atari, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're going to be going in for minimum $199. hundred dollars I guess the VCS. Is you that what I said? The VCR. Oh, did I say the VCR? No, no, you said VCS. Yeah, the Atari VCR. That's what it feels like to me. It's kind of, it's is a it weird VHS? name, huh? yeah. I don't know what it stands for. No. Video console system. Yeah, probably. Maybe, yeah. That's probably it. So, and then there's a 299 collector's edition version that looks like the old Atari system. In fact, in the description for the console, I was reading... It's funny because it says materials on Wikipedia. Yeah. Or actually, it's on their website. It says materials, and it says metal, plastic, wood. <laughs> so, That's funny. So they're going to put the wood finish on it again, just like yeah. the old one. Yeah. So it's just funny. It's the only console on the market that's, that's partly wood. made of wood yeah 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 pretty funny and then there's going to be 399 dollars tribute edition uh i couldn't figure out what the difference between the tribute and collector's edition was yeah i'll look into that i don't know not sure um and it ha- I, the onyx which is the 199 one has a very modern design while the collectors will be the classic looking edition so it, it is going to be hdmi output four gigs of ram although wikipedia is claiming eight gigs of ram cpu is 3.3 gigahertz it's actually a fairly, fairly decently powered system. It's not real far off from, say, like a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to run in 4K. I'll put it HDR 60 frames a second. So we'll see if that really happens. Imagine, like, Galaga <laughs> at 60 frames a second. That could be fun. Oh, yeah, man. That could be fun. It's going to be the best. So anyway, <laughs> it looks interesting. Uh, the developer is actually uh, Atari Interactive which has been in business for a few years, uh, selling the various versions of the, the yep. rehashed digital console, uh, the emulator console. But they had most recently filed for bankruptcy in 2013, which leads me to believe that the VCS is like their last hurrah. Like they're just trying to make yeah. something new that they can they can carry them into the future, propel them into the future. And, uh, and it's tricky with Atari because uh, the actual Atari, the company, they don't own much. So yeah. like there's, there's other companies that own the rights to the games and the properties and things yep. like that, so... Yes, that's the Atari VCS. So are you buying one? They need their Halo. They need Halo? They need their Halo? They need their Halo, yeah. Not Halo. Well, they don't have much competition with the Intellivision Amico, which is going to come out about a year after. So it's currently slated for 2020. The other one's slated for June 2019. Smart. That's like giving it enough time so competition can build. Yeah, yeah, and then and then hopefully get a killer app. Okay, so, not smart. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, this is going to be marketed as a family-friendly console, and the makers are claiming that their target price point is 149 to 179 US, which certainly means 179. So why would they even say that? And the games will be family-friendly. Multiplayer cost eight dollars or less per game, and it's going to be original titles that they're making for it. 
And I they're saying that they already have big studios like Ubisoft on board making games for this. So it could be interesting. Uh, like the Atari VCS, this will be fully digital download. Uh, they, and by they I principally mean a television CEO and game music producer Tommy Telerico, are saying that they want to create a console that parents want to buy, not one that they are asked to buy. So, like, Sorry. oh, this is the less violent slash educational thing. Yeah. So it's a leap pad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But we already have leap pads, so why, why would we need something else like that? And then uh, it looks like a sleek white console with two classic white iPods on top, which I think actually function as the controllers. Um, I think that is the final design of the system because there's a YouTube video of it. Yeah. So it looks interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, so it says each title included in the Amico store will have features exclusive to Amico, but there's also going to be Atari titles coming to Amico, so I don't know how that would be. It's okay. It'll, it'll, what'll happen is it's going to fail. Nintendo will buy it, and there'll be some game on the Atari that has some draw, and that'll become a Smash character. Yes! Yes, well, the, the, uh, there'd be like a hundred titles they could draw from. Yeah, well, like the thing is, like that's not a Sega, right? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> okay, so think about it. So, top Atari games. Yeah. What if like Nintendo acquired Atari? Top Atari games are like Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T. Yeah. Right. What else? What was it, Adventure? Adventure, Galaga, Defender. Yeah, man. There's not a lot of great stuff there. So, Adventure, you'd be like a little Adventure. square man. You'd be a pixel. Yeah. <laughs> Pong. Yeah. You'd be a paddle. Like a yeah. flat line paddle. They got fucking Wii Yoga characters. So I mean, This is true. This point, That's right? even more Mr. absurd. Watch. That's even more absurd too. So yeah, this actually makes even more sense. So that's that. That's the news on the classic consoles. We <laughs> talked about it like three episodes ago and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to totally talk about those. Oh my God. Yeah. And there we did it. There we did it. So that's a wrap. Uh, the last thing I figured we'd talk about today, and I didn't really segue into this at all, uh, is a Stan Lee tribute. So, obviously, yes. uh, yeah. some more serious note here. We lost uh, Stan Lee on November 12th. Well, we lost. He moved on. He wants to do whatever he's doing next. So, good for him. Yeah. Um, so, he, I guess he passed away peacefully. He was actually born in 1922, so the guy was uh, extremely... He was 96. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, he's a... Good he's run. A, yeah, yeah, really good run. Uh, so we haven't talked a lot about him, or we don't talk about comics a lot in general because we're not really up to date on anything recently, but we do know a little bit about some of the old comics, right, that we yeah. grew up with. Uh, so basically, some of the background, if you don't know much about Stan Lee, so he kind of came up with sort of the other two godfathers of comic books, right, which were uh, Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, uh, basically in the early Marvel days. So they, including him, gave us some of the most beloved comic book properties that we still love. Things like Spider-Man, which was kind of Stan Lee's personal favorite, uh, The Hulk, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, Thor, Iron Man, The X-Men, Black Panther, Daredevil, and Ant-Man, among others. Yep. Uh, he also helped craft the Comics Code Authority policies over the years. And not many people know about the Comics Code Authority, but it, in the early days, it sort of governed what kind of content you could feature in a comic book. Mm -hmm. So because these are things that pr children are principally consuming, yeah. right? So kids. So they were worried about things like drug and alcohol content ending up in the comics. So they yeah. sort of govern that or sexual content. They've, that's become a lot more lax. So it's become a lot more lax because it, it's, it, it grew up and partly because of Stan Lee. So mm -hmm. he challenged the authority uh, in the early days because the uh, U.S. Department of, uh, um, I can't remember what it was called at the time, education or something, yeah. so had approached Stanley and they wanted him to produce a Spider-Man run of comics that addressed drug issues. 
because at that time in the early 70s, there was a lot of drug issues going yeah. on all around the country. Uh, so he was right. As he was writing it, though, the Comics Code Authority actually pushed back on that. And then Stan Lee still released it anyway. So in, in May to July 1971, he released a three-issue run. Uh, and I actually wrote down the title because I hadn't ever read it before. It was called Green Goblin Reborn. And it was in the, in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Yeah. So and basically it touched on, uh, one, Harry Osborn was addicted to drugs of some sort. Yeah. And then uh, it's my understanding is the first issue features Spider-Man saving a man who is high who jumps off a building. And what they're trying to do is paint a picture of drugs that is not glamorous. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Green Goblin. Obviously, the marijuana goblin. Yeah. So, it's interesting that they would use... So, Harry Osborn apparently was using... that. Yeah, that's where it came from. So, but uh, (laughs) apparently, Harry Osborn was using drugs because he was so distraught over the fact that Peter and Mary Jane were an item. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't remember seeing in the movies. Oh, that's man. amazing. Yeah, isn't it? No, isn't it, it it's amazing Spider-Man. It's too bad. Uh, but, I mean, he died of old age. It's really what it came down to. It's ha- I'm happy that we lost such an iconic person to old age as opposed to, like, suicide. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's been a tough year for stuff like that yeah. as far as popular culture goes. So, uh, what, what, I, what I love most about him, what, I, what I'm going to remember is his characters and the storylines, they often revolved around family uh, and, and sort of played on the intrinsic vulnerabilities of the characters within right so peter parker is not a rich playboy millionaire with like all, the, all these resources <laughs> he's, he's he's a smart kid who has access to a lab and he's able to build like you know the web shooters and he's able yeah. to put together a nice you know suit to battle in right and yeah. so it's just interesting that you know his character sort of relied more on you know ingenuity and being intelligent and, and being crafty versus just being very very rich Except for Tony Stark, but Tony Stark was an intrinsically flawed character, yeah. uh, as we know, right? So he, he, his characters are very nuanced, very smart, and uh, and I think he did a great job doing that. Uh, with the Fantastic Four, he also had a great female protagonist in a time when there really weren't that many female protagonists, right? With yep. uh, with uh, Mrs. Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, yep. and uh, it's just it's it's a very cool thing. It's a very cool thing. So yeah, or, or Mrs. Mrs. Richards, the Invisible Woman, not Mrs. Mrs. Fantastic, but uh, yeah. Very, very sad. Uh, other little facts about Stan Lee, though, that you might not know, so we can kind of end on a high note here. Little known facts. His first comic strip was a two-page Captain America story arc that he was commissioned to do in 1941. Nice. Yeah. So he started out by writing uh, obituaries. Interesting. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah, that's how his writing career started. And he was also, uh, during World War II, he was drafted to write uh, training films with none other than Dr. Seuss. Huh. Army training films. That's funny. Yeah, and I actually found that little fact uh, on, on, I'll just quote the article here, Mental Floss, uh, 10 Amazing Facts About Stanley. I'd never heard that before, and that might be the only place on the internet where it's mentioned, so I just want to quote them. So yeah, for anyone looking to make a, uh, a charitable donation to honor Stan, uh, he actually founded the Stanley Foundation, which is a charity dedicated to literacy, education, and the arts, and they operate in the U.S. Nice. So if you want to donate to a charity, kind of in his name, you know, to honor him, that would be Let's one charity you can kind of look yeah. to. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty cool thing. Pretty cool thing, but yes, Dan, we miss you already, man. So, in fact, he had, he has a cameo in the Spider-Man PS4 game, and I was like, oh, I miss you already, Stan. I hope that they keep doing cameos for him somehow. Yeah, it was a cute cameo too because he's there. It shows uh, Peter and Mary Jane uh, in a cafe. Spoiler alert here, for people listening. Yeah. And and as they're leaving, he says, "Oh, I'm so glad to see you guys together again. You've always been my favorites." Oh, and I'm nice. like, he was like the cafe bartender guy. Yeah, like, oh. like that's so sad. So. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it was it was one of my favorite cameos with him. Actually, I loved it. But uh, yep, he did have so. a cameo and uh, Miss Marvel too, right? I think they got his cameo for Miss Marvel set up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stan, so we miss you already. That'll be the last. That'll be the last one. The last. Yeah. Blood. But I, yeah, I think maybe they'll find other ways to kind of get his influence in there. But uh, yeah. I hope so anyway. So maybe they'll uh, target him in. Yeah. yeah, because he's he's one of the Watchers, isn't he? So in in the Marvel universe is now kind of how well, they're he was talking it. with the Watchers. Yeah, he was talking with the Watchers. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, it's just kind of funny that might be who, who his character was in yeah. the Marvel universe. So that would be pretty funny. Yeah, we miss you already, Stan. We miss you already. So don't mean to end on a low note here. <laughs> no, I think it's no, I think it's good. You, 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 like without him, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I just want to honor his life, man. Like the guy did a lot. Like he produced so so much, and and he was someone who was. Always willing to, to sort of live with the imagination first, yeah. right? He didn't let anybody hold him back from, from doing what he felt needed to be done to further the art, yeah. which uh, is the only reason why we have the current MCU film series. He was a huge, wasn't he? He was a huge proponent of uh, not fully growing up, right? Yeah. So this whole thing was like, yeah. was like, you don't have to. Yeah. You be you. You, you do the thing yeah. you want to do that you're passionate about. Yeah. yeah. And look, look what he built, man. Yeah. It's freaking empire. So, yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. No, the, good. the 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 highest... The current highest grossing studio out of Hollywood is yeah. Marvel's Marvel Studios. So big, it's a big deal, man. It's a big yeah. deal. So that's that. That's a wrap on episode 23. Did I miss anything? Almost no. heaven. West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountain. Shenandoah River. Life is older. Older than the trees. Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country roads Take me home To the place I belong West Virginia Mountain mama Take me home Country Taste of moonshine, teardrop in my eye.